from preps to pros and everything in between. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yad. Welcome into a Thursday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao here with you on this wonderful afternoon. Glad to be here. I know you guys are as well as we get set to bring you a lot of high school football news and updates. So we hope that you will stick around for the duration of the show as Mo it's just about time for some more high school football it's getting there I'm, I'm just glad that I'm here We're, we are too I know you're only here so you don't get fined but something like that <laughs> that's not necessarily true is it come on I might I don't know yeah. JP Plant is in the house and he's here so you know, we actually have a show. Also, too, so I don't get fined. But also, too, so he doesn't get fined. Yeah. Don't 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 let him fool you. <laughs> Hope you guys are having a fantastic day. We have a great show for you. We've got uh, Summertown football coach Dakota Cruz coming up in just a little bit, and of course, we will take you through each and every game in the southern middle Tennessee area for uh, for tomorrow. We don't have any games tonight, right? We do not have any games tonight. We do not have any high school games tonight, and apparently there are no college games tonight. No college games. We do have the one uh, pro game, and we'll talk about that here in just a few seconds, will we not? Yeah. You got something to say? Not really, but we do need to acknowledge it. it that does. We're going to talk about it tomorrow in much more depth as we, I mean, as much as we can. I probably won't watch a whole lot of it just because I really don't care that much about it. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of either team, either team specifically, but obviously the Cowboys they love to be hated, and they like to make you hate them. <laughs> so, there's that. But, uh, all right. Again, a lot to get to. Got top stories coming up. But first, JP, can you give us the Thursday Rundown? The Rundown. The Thursday Rundown is brought to you by Barry B. Coble with Crest Point Wealth Management. Barry B. Coble with Crest Point Wealth Management offers personalized wealth management strategies for clients based on where you are in your financial journey. Go see Barry at Crest Point Wealth Management at 700 North Main Street in Columbia. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker, dealer, member, FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, Crest Point Wealth Management, and Cambridge are not affiliated. In Wednesday volleyball action, Harpeth defeated Santa Fe 3-0. Also, Stewart's Creek defeated Spring Hill 3-0. In volleyball action today at 6 p.m., Kalioka is at Cascade. Summit hosts Independence in Loretto, a doubleheader against Perry County at home. Hampshire will travel to Mount Pleasant and Page at Spring Hill. Both of those two games are at times unknown to us. 
in girls soccer, girls high school soccer today. Kalioka is at Fayetteville at 5.30 p.m. East Hickman is at Zion Christian at 6.30. At 7, Cornersville is at Richland. Independence is at Summit. Nolansville is at Columbia Central. And Spring Hill is at Page. Do you have college soccer? We do, in fact, have college soccer. Women's college soccer. Motlow State is at, well, Motlow State plays Columbia State at Ridley Park at 6 o'clock today. All right. In golf action, Columbia Academy and Lewis County are playing somewhere. Uh, Hampshire, Hickman County, Loretto, they kicked off at 3.30 there in Centerville. Summertown is at Lawrenceburg at the... The golf and the golf country, and country club. club. Where the they golf have a and pool. pool. <laughs> but no tennis courts. No tennis courts. And then in cross country action, Hampshire and Summertown are at Henry Horton. That's going to do it for your Thursday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. All right. We are going to talk pretty much high school sports from the end of this segment on, but we do want to get. Obviously, some Braves mentions in here, uh, even though they lost last night 4-2 to two to the Nationals. I don't know how you go through seven of their or eight of their pitchers as bad as they are, and you score just two runs. But Well, to be fair, one of their pitchers only went one-third of an inning. Why is that, Mo? Well, because Sean Nolan is a guy that I would have on my team anytime. So, going back to Tuesday night's game when Will Smith got a fly ball, hit a batter, and got a double play to get his 31st save of the season, the batter that he hit was Juan Soto, and the two of them have a little bit of a history. Yeah, I I wasn't aware of the history until after he hit Soto. Once he hit Soto, I thought maybe he just hit him because he – Stinks at pitching, which is not unusual, sure, I guess. Sure, sure. And, and the point has been made, you know, when has Will Smith ever hit anything he was actually throwing at? Right. So, you know, it makes perfectly good – I mean, yeah. But, again, given their history, you know, Soto kind of styled a home run off of him and he was okay. – Will was hollering at Soto to get back to the dugout uh, and blah, blah, blah. I remember that. Uh-huh. So – with one out and nobody on in a three-run game, I guess that's as good a time as any to exact a little revenge. Well, Sean Nolan exacted revenge for the revenge on his second pitch to Freddie Freeman after his first one was behind him and got tossed. And I will say that that's probably a good toss. Yeah. I mean, it was obvious he was trying to hit him because you don't throw two pitches. One behind a guy. One gets and one, away from you. The other one, you do it two in a row. It's intentional. Martinez going nuts was just dumb. Bushly. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. It's, everybody it's, knew. Everybody knew. Everybody knew. Everybody it's okay. Knows. You know, whether, whether Will Smith was throwing at Juan Soto or not, I tend to believe he was at this point. I agree. Because I think he's that stupid. Um, Maybe all the hit batsmen in the last month was to 
set up. Yeah, but his all those possible di- deniability. All those others were on breaking balls to right-handed hitters, if you'll recall. Listen, I'm just saying plausible I, deniability. I, got you. Uh, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just shooting down your uh, plausible deniability because this was '94 between the twos. Yeah, on I, Soto. A left-handed hitter. He definitely threw at him. I'm yeah, just saying, I, maybe that was his thought process. Was oh, if I hit everybody in the legs, yeah, they then, won't think I hit him on purpose. Yeah, well, well, that it didn't, didn't work, work out. And Sean Nolan certainly didn't think he so. He didn't believe so him. Again. So again, you know, um, Nolan lasts a third of an inning and he's gone, but probably earned the respect of everybody in the Nationals clubhouse, which is more than I can say for a bunch of Braves pitchers. You know, I, I thought. I thought what Freddie did after was good mm-hmm. on his part to de-escalate the situation. As best he could. It shouldn't have been on him to de-escalate. But, you know, he he's like, okay, so we're cool, right? Like, hey, we're, man. We're cool, right? Me and you. I think Will Smith is an outcast right now. In in his own clubhouse. In his own clubhouse, I think Will Smith. And that may be why he's so messed up in the head. And why he's struggling the way he, I don't know. I'm just saying, just just a thought process. It's a a valid thought, you know. And I don't know if Freddie Freeman goes to him after the game and says, Hey, look, you got me hit. We can't be doing this. I, I mean, I don't know how that conversation goes. I don't know if that conversation takes place. I'd be interested to know because Will Smith had no reason to throw at Soto. You don't want people hitting home runs off of you? Pitch better. Throw 94 down the middle. If you can hit 94 between the twos, you can hit 94 on the corner. Yeah. Theoretically, do that instead. Do that and don't give up home you runs. You know the best way to get to get your revenge on a guy who hit a home run? Strike, Strike him, him out. out. Don't hit him. Put him on base. Yeah. So... Soto hit one last night, and as well as Bell. Mm-hmm. Both of those guys went yard. Uh, Soto hit one about 450, if not longer. And I bet he was looking for Smith afterwards. He hit it over Smith's head. <laughs> he said, look at that. that? <laughs> look up. Yeah. Uh, but the good thing is, guess who's going tonight, Mo? Wasco. No, the other guy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. We're going to score some runs off this guy. <laughs> yeah. Wascar, you know, a 4-5 and five with a 3-1-9 gets the ball for Atlanta tonight in a 6-20 start against the Nats. It's Eric Fetty, 6-9 and nice. nine with a 5-2-7 ERA going for the Nationals. Um, Atlanta 73-65 and 65 following that loss. Washington is 58-81. and 81. The Braves still have a two-and-a-half game lead over Philadelphia. They're four up on the Mets. So, yeah. We're okay is for what, now. Yeah, we are. And we're probably, I mean, probably going to be okay. You can't, Still got a chance to win the series with a win tonight. 13-5 and five against the Nats this year. I'll take that. I'd take 14-5 and five a lot more. Oh, no question. Yeah. NFL, Dallas, and Tampa Bay tonight. Dak should be ready to play. Tom Brady will certainly be ready to play. Excited to see if... The Cowboys can actually take advantage of the NFC East and how bad they've been. Mm. I doubt it, but I'm curious. That was the worst division in the league last year. And it wasn't close. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, you had a possibility of somebody getting into the playoffs with a losing record out of that division last year. So against and, the and, defending and with, Super Bowl champs. Yeah, and with with a 17 game schedule, I mean, there's a real possibility that 8 and 9 would win that division this year. Yeah, no doubt. So let's see. COVID cancellations tonight as we get into high school uh information here, we have Several COVID cancellations across the state. But not nearly as many as we have had. Thank goodness. Yeah. So far. Only 10 as of now. Only 10. But what was it, 35 last week and 30 the week before? Correct. So, And most of them seem to be over in the eastern portion of the state. You've got Greenville, uh, Greenback and Knoxville-Webb was just announced this morning. That's the latest. You've also got South Pittsburgh and Murphy, North Carolina, Grundy County and Bledsoe County, Stellar Prep out of California and Macaulay, Clinton and Cherokee, Scott and Austin East, Oneida and Oliver Springs, and then over on the west side of the state, you've got Bolton, Wooddale, and Germantown Hillcrest to go with Maplewood and Overton and Metro. And finally, we need to hand out some hardware. Our MTBJ Player of the Week, you can catch him in the Main Street Murray publication. Q Martin, no surprise there. Big big night for Q Martin. Seven carries, 153 rushing yards, three touchdowns, also a 12-yard reception, an interception, and a pass breakup as Columbia Central defeated Franklin County 33-9 last We just weekend. keep reminding those folks down there about his performance, and I just I hate it. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm, I'm, don't take it personal. Yeah, Strictly it is business. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, our Into Win Life Team of the Week, presented by Custom Stone Handlers. The Summertown Eagles scoring with a minute to go in their game against Richland. 98-yard drive. For a 15-10 win over visiting Richland. Well done. And we'll talk to the coach of those Summertown Eagles in the next segment. So stick around. Dakota Cruz joins the show to talk about last week's win and tomorrow night's contest against his former boss, Leslie Moat and the Collinwood Trojans. So stick around again. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We return to the Lee Company studio right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. 
You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Local sports talk you'll only find here. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, JP Plant with you here on this Thursday afternoon, getting you ready for high school football in. Southern Middle Tennessee as coming off of his first career win. We are joined by Summertown football coach Dakota Cruz, who is celebrating homecoming this week against the Collinwood Trojans. And get this, Mo, they're moving the home sideline to the press box side. (laughs) Yeah, big news there, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yes, sir. What uh, what prompted this? <laughs> well, I, I'll be honest with you. Our our principal come up to me after the game and and asked. He was like, he's like, would you be okay with it? <laughs> and I was like, well, as long as it's you're making the call and not me. <laughs> I don't. You know, I never understood why it was the way it was in the first place, but. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, they they had bought the new bleachers and they wanted, they wanted uh, the, you know, that to be the home side with the new bleachers. And I think it just kind of stuck. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think it, it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be good for us. It's just different. You know, it, it'll, take, it'll take some getting used to. But now I'll tell you what it does for us is it allows us to, now I don't have to tell all the opposing people that, uh, hey, that's that's our sideline. Y'all y'all are sitting over there. So now it's a little bit more user friendly. Yeah, it's it's just more normal. I mean, typically yeah. if you're the visiting team, you go away from the press box, and you guys had the chains on your side in the past. You won't have that now. Oh, I know. So you won't have to deal with them being in your way if you. Oh, I know. <laughs> if you need to get them out hey, of the way. That's what that's what that's what we said because uh, the uh, the chains were always it was you know you get to you go on the road and that's something that you deal with is the chains and you know we get home and then that's something you deal with at home and 
now now it's now it's gonna be uh you know i'm not gonna know what to do man i'm gonna have so much room standing there <laughs> not not have to not have to tell them you know our kids running towards the sideline say you know colton schaefer running our side hey drop it drop it drop it drop it <laughs> so it all works out <laughs> aside from from switching sides coach um Homecoming this week, and and as Chris mentioned, Colin Wood coming in, and and the former mm-hmm. coach. I mean, I I know that there's distractions these days with all of the yeah. pandemic situations and everything. What what all are y'all having to work around this week? I mean, I I know it's <laughs> tough keeping the kids focused yeah. during homecoming, but you guys have a lot going on, I would guess. Well, you know, with us, uh, we're being, uh, this is our, our second year under Mr. Henson, our principal. And, you know, last year they couldn't do a whole lot with the homecoming. So Mr. Henson is actually, this week, we've done a lot of school activities. So it, it, it's been a, it has been a lot of distractions. But I think our guys have done, you know, have done great. And, and you know, we still deal with, uh, you know, we have to practice off campus uh, at, at the football field. So, you know, we, just the logistics and moving things around. But I tell you, our kids have done a great job of staying focused and, you know, doing what's asked of them. I mean, they, they have fun when it's time to have fun and, and you know, during our activities. Because, you know, we want we, we want to be a part of all of that, you know, us being a small community. So I, our kids have done a great job of, of, of having fun when it's time to have fun and then coming to work when it's time to work. And you can't ask for anything else as a coach. I mean, that's 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 all you can ask for. So, we're speaking to Dakota Cruz on Coach's Corner, brought to you by From the Heart Cafe. That was my hand motion. I was uh, like, yeah. "It's a heart." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill, where they have the best desserts in all of the area. If you are looking for dessert, there's no better place. They have great burgers as well. Everything that we've ever had over there has been delicious. But specifically the desserts. <laughs> I would love some blueberry cobbler about right now. That was so good. But uh, Dakota Cruz here on Coach's Corner again, out in Chapel Hill from the Heart Cafe. Go see Renee and the folks. They are fantastic. Dakota, this is your second year at Summertown, your first year as head coach. Last year you mm-hmm. served as defensive coordinator for Leslie Moat. Now you'll be yes, coaching against him. You know, what is the emotion – for you, what's it going to be like for your kids looking across the, the field, you know, for your seniors mm-hmm. looking across at a guy that was their coach for their entire high school career? Well, man, not just their high school, their middle school. I mean, Coach Moat, you know, he – Coach Moat deserves a lot of credit because he, he's done – he's did he did so much for the program. And, and you know, all – just my hat's off to him. He, he, he did a great job. Uh, with, with you know getting it started and doing a lot of a lot of good things, but it, it, the kids are going to be keyed up. There's always because there's always that competitive spirit where you know even though you got that mutual respect, you know you always want to you always want to compete and compete well. You know for me for for seeing Coach Mode, you know he was the guy that gave me my shot as a coordinator. So you know there, there's just nothing but respect. Uh, you know between between me and coach moat because you know i i've got i hold him in high esteem because he really i mean a young kid from from you know coached at lewis county then was with 
with uh, uh you know up with coach creasy in oakland just for for a little bit you know just giving me my shot at a coordinator spot hey, you know it's just the emotions are going to be high but it's just like any game you know once you get past that it, it's just playing football you know but there's nothing but respect he, you know our, our kids still love coach Boat and respect him it's because they were he was such a big part of their life but uh yeah, you know, hopefully once all that once all that settles down, uh, you know, just go go play football and hope hope to compete and compete well. So. Coach, this this Collinwood team comes in here. They obviously, you guys haven't had a a long history with anybody on the varsity mm-hmm. level, but uh, your last meeting on the field, uh, I guess, was before you got there two years ago. Uh, Summertown got the win, and their first win in the series but this is a mm-hmm. pretty good football team they, they they've got a solid little quarterback oh, and yeah, Peyton Ward, Peyton Ward is really good what what do you do to, to slow down this team well man they they've got you know Peyton Ward Joe Thompson they they've got a pretty good slew of uh of skill position kids and, and they're running backs you know number one number six they're they're all really really good uh, and, and not to mention they're huge up front. I mean, they, they've got some big old kids. So the way the way you slow them down, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a way to slow them down. You just got to you just gotta uh, play disciplined football because they're going to come out and they're going to run. They're going to run some option and things like that. You know, they're going to give you some some formations that try to hurt you. Uh, we just have to do what we're coached to do and play – you know, good fundamental football as far as just making sure we're lined up right, making sure that, you know, when they do run their option, we, we make sure that we've got our, our squeeze key, our, our squeeze guy, our, our pitch guy, our, our quarterback guy, you know, and that's that's what, that's what we've got to make sure that we do is handle handle those little things because if you don't, like you're saying, Peyton Ward, Peyton Ward, will, he, will, he will eat you up. He'll he'll eat you up. He'll he'll hit you, you know three yards here, four yards here, five yards here, and then he'll bust it, you know, for forty yards for a touchdown. Same thing with with the Thompson kid, you know they'll they'll uh, they'll give it to him, give it to him, and he'll get three four yards of carry, and then they'll toss it to him, and he'll go for sixty. You know, it, it, it we've got to play 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 disciplined defense is what we've got to do, and and I feel like you know so far the, against the. Uh, you know, Lawrenceburg and even against Richland, I felt like we've played discipline. Now, we've got to do a better job of getting off the field on third downs. But, but you know, that that's that's the key That's the key to us. If we can be disciplined and do what we're supposed to do and make tackles, then, you know, we, we should be, you know, be at least put ourselves in a position to be successful. So that that's that's our plan. But I tell you, they, they're, they're, they're good. They're, they're tough to stop. They really are. You talk about getting off the field on third down, Coach, and that puts the ball back in the hands of your offense. You um, mm-hmm. came up with almost 300 offensive yards last week in that 15-10 win over Richland. Big mm-hmm. pass to Ty Bryant in the last minute. Uh, Javen mm-hmm. Edmiston with a big play. And do you yeah. feel a little bit better about your offense right now than you did coming out of that um, what 16-12 loss to Lawrence County? Yeah. Well, you know that game right there is a little bit different, uh, with because we, with us being two a, we th- there's times where you wanna you wanna get out there and and just go. And against Lawrenceburg, we knew that they had 
you know, they, they have a bunch of kids and we don't. Mm -hmm. So we were trying to just hold the, hold the ball and, you know, eat the clock, things like that. Almost, almost like you see like an army or Navy, Mm -hmm. you know, when they play, play the bigger schools, we were just trying to be smart and be smart with the plays that we're calling. You know, we may not get bust a long one, but let's, you know, let's, let's try to get four or five yards pop. And I thought we were successful in that. We put ourselves in a position to, to be successful. And, you know, we, Lawrenceburg made plays when we didn't. Now, last week, uh, I feel, I feel, I feel good uh, about where we're at as offensively. The thing that we've got to do is we've got to score. You know, last week we, we get in the red zone four separate times and, and Coach Patterson in Richland did a great job of, of getting us off the field. You know, we had some mental mistakes. Um, you know, we, we're trying to call a timeout. Uh, we're going, we, we don't, don't call a play. Uh, and, and it's fourth and three. We're going to try to kick a field goal and win the thing, you know. Uh, I guess we wanted to be a little bit more dramatic, I guess, but we were going to take a timeout and kick it, and and our center snapped it on a, you know, we didn't call it play, just a young kid snapped it, and just little mistakes like that, man. We we've got to clean that up uh, because when we get in the red zone, we've got to be able to capitalize on it because you know you know just like I do that it's tough to get down there sometimes, right. <laughs> so yeah. you got to make the most of them. Right now, Coach, where would you say Edmiston is more important for you guys, offensively or defensively? Because I know he plays linebacker for you as well. Well, I'll be honest. Uh, you know, the past couple of weeks we've come kind of limited him a little bit on offense, just because you know he had uh, he had those issues at the beginning, so we were kind of weaning him back in offensively. Now this week he should be full go. So. Um, you know, we're pretty excited to have him back. Now, last week, we, you know, he he, he, t- he played more offense last week than he did with Lawrenceburg. Uh, so this week we should be full go. But I, he's he's a vital part of both, uh, be, to be honest with you. You know, right now I think he's leading us in, in tackles. And, you know, as far as, as rushing, he's right up at the top of rushing too. So he's, you know, he's a huge key to our success. And he's worked, I'm telling you, that kid right there has got a motor that you wouldn't believe. He, he's worked really really hard to 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 get back uh to where he can you know uh to where he can compete on friday nights and and you know just to where he can compete at a high level so he's done he's done a great job getting back so yeah we should i i'm glad to have him back but to answer your question you know i don't want to i get excited sometimes and ramble but to answer your question you know he's he's pretty vital to both. I know that's a that's probably not a good answer, but no, that's a great we answer. Him. Yeah, that's... we need him. We need him on both. So if I got to take him off of you know uh, a special team or something just to get him some air, that's what we'll have to do, or get him you know get him some breath. But he's one of those kids that hates to come off the field. So always nice to have. have. Always nice to have those kids who are. Itching to get back on the field, even when you take them out for a play or two, it's like, all right, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. So, yeah, th- yeah. Th- those top kids are few and far between. So when you get one, you take advantage of it the best you can while keeping them oh, as no safe doubt. as you possibly can. But uh, Dakota Cruz, fresh off win number one last week, going for win number two against his former boss on homecoming and on the other sideline. <laughs> well, it's a I, whole. I, He'll be on the same sideline that he's used to this week. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll be used to it. <laughs> yeah, it's going. It's going to be new on me. Uh, <laughs> new sideline for you, Dakota, and uh, it should be fun. 
Uh, if you are looking to get out to uh, get out to Summertown, they take on Collinwood again. It is homecoming, so uh, get down there and get you some Schaefers on the way. But uh, we appreciate right. your time today, and uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. Hey, thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank y'all for what y'all do for high school sports, guys. Hey, we we are we're here for you, and we appreciate you guys. So, all right, that's gonna do it for Coach's Corner. Brought to you by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. Renee Hart and the folks bringing you the best food in the area. No question about it. When we come back, we're going to talk about the fast stop game of the week. It's Summit and Blackman coming to you. So should be a lot of fun. Stick around. So the Middle Tennessee Sports Today returns to the Lee Company studio right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. It's not already. It will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. the teams you care about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again live from the league company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow welcome back in southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint chris yow mo Patton, jp plant lee company studio coming to you from the front porch sports headquarters of 1017 fm wkom and wzyxradio.net across the world on youtube and more Facebook etc while I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see a you know those those signs that say you know, these are kids this is a game 
coaches are volunteers, et cetera. So they've got one over at Williamson County Soccer Complex. <laughs> uh, one, these are kids. Two, this is a game. Three, the coaches are volunteers. Four, the referees are human. And five, it's not the World Cup final. I wish they'd had one of those last night at the 13U softball fields at Fly Park. Did they need one? No, it, honestly, it really wasn't that big of a deal. I got yelled at one time. One, I'm the only umpire there. Girl from Team A is trying to take home on a pass ball. She stops about three quarters of the way there, and coach is like, keep running. So she keeps running. Well, the catcher throws a perfect, perfect strike to the pitcher, and the girl doesn't slide. She runs right into the tag, and it's it's bang, bang. I mean, it's tag plate. Like, her foot was going to touch the plate when it ran into the, the glove. So I called her out, and she was. And one guy said, you need glasses. I'm like, I've got glasses. <laughs> uh, that was funny. But, wow. uh, I, I mean, you know, I was like, hey, she's got to slide. Play the plate. It's automatic. You don't slide, you're out. Especially in youth league softball. Especially <laughs> in fall ball. Yeah. So anyway. Come on. It it was fine. It it the only the worst thing that happened to me is that I can't walk today because my legs are so sore from squatting so so much. It was brutal. Gotta work behind the mound or behind the circle <laughs> in your case. I probably in the next yeah. That's probably what's going to happen. There was a play at second base. It's hard to see from, mm-hmm. and you can't hustle because there were there were runners on first and third. So I had to be close to home plate in case there was a play at home. But and then the the girl from first went past second and then went back. They threw it to second base and got her out. I think maybe, but you're behind the plate. But or wherever I'm you... I'm in the middle of the third baseline, looking that halfway way, halfway across field. Yeah. So who knows. <laughs> Oh, See, man. I, I hope you explain before the game. It's like coaches ain't but one of me. It, so. And the the bases, they don't spray paint those things. They just blend in. You just got to go by where the girl's foot stops mm-hmm. and whether she got tagged before her foot stopped. See, I call two nine and ten year old fall ball games baseball. Um, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before. And I told the coaches before the game, it's like, look, calling balls and strikes from behind the mound, but, you know, just bear with me. There's only one of me. Neck to knees, chalk to chalk. Yeah. Get up there hacking. Yep. It's, it's fa- close. It's, it's a strike. It's fall ball, so we're not. We ain't walking out here. Nobody walks with the postman. But the mailman, that's <laughs> it. Yep. So, oh, man. Let's, we'll be uh, back at it. We'll be back at it Saturday morning, 9, 9 and 11. I'll so, be there to heckle. Come on. <laughs> I don't have glasses, but I do have contacts. Ah, well, we'll get get you some glasses so they won't yell at you. It's time to talk about our Fast Stop Markets game of the week. As we look, again, we did this with Independence. They were the game of the week twice in a row. Summit just happens to be playing the best opponent. So Summit and Blackman. Blackman coming in here. I guess... They're better than they were, or they've just got a new coach, and he's unique. There's that. And so Blackman brings a new perspective 
to Summit this week. It will not be something that they're used to. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Blackman opened the season with a 38-35 win over the same Brentwood team that Summit just beat 27-14 last week. So, you know, if you're into comparing scores, then feel free. Um, both Blackman and Summit have COVID victories in week two. Blackman over Gallatin, Summit over Spring Hill. But Blackman lost big last week in their region opener against Riverdale, 49-18. to So, But also it's Riverdale. It is Riverdale. That's, that's kind of a cross-town, cross-96 rivalry there, both on the west side of Murfreesboro. So, um, you know, I'm not quite sure what to make of this matchup just because, like I said, you know, Blackman lost close to Brentwood, and Summit forced a bunch of turnovers against Brentwood. Blackman turned it over a bunch against Riverdale. So, you know, it's it's an intriguing matchup from that standpoint. Um, Jack Risner is the junior quarterback for for um, Blackman. I think he threw three picks Friday night. And while we've not talked a whole lot about Summit's defense, if they you're can talking cause about three picks, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Mean, Brady Brady Pierce had three on, on his own last week. So, so there you go. Well, it, yeah, Jack Risner is the quarterback, but uh, you know, apparently Peyton Thomas has played a bit. Uh, he only only attempted 18 passes so far this year, but he's completed 14 of them. One interception, one touchdown. So there's it's pretty solid. There's that. But I I mean I think and they're both juniors. So I I guess you're just kind of playing the hot hand. Mm-hmm. And and that may be what Chandler Tigard is doing. Chandler Tigard comes in from uh, Alabama where he likes to onside kick <laughs> and tries to make his defense make a play. Where was he down there? North, at North Jackson, North Jackson? Yeah, at Stevenson. North Jackson High School in, in the town of Stevenson. Okay. All right. How long was he there? Not very, because he's not very old. I think he was there for, well, if you'll give me just a second, I'll tell you. Like, literally. Take uh, all the time you'd like. I've, I've got it right here. Uh, he was at North Jackson for... 19 and 20, where he went oh, 8 just... and 13. Mm, okay. And <laughs> gave up a total of 666 points. And they were like, you got to go. 666. Uh, <laughs> you got to go. That's not good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, I, I think, again, he's unique. And that's something you have to prepare for if you're Brian Coleman. Is how do you – how do you – score not too quick as to hurt your defense and put them in a bad position. So it's it's kind of a weird situation that he puts you in. Yeah. Um my thing is I'm I'm not sure that when you've got the players that Brian Coleman has, I'm not sure how much time you worry about you spend worrying about what they're doing. 
But that's what I'm saying is you you have to you you have to not put your defense in a bad position by either turning three and out, going three and out is is not good, but scoring on one or two or three plays can also be tough on your defense because eventually they can wear down. So it's like there's got to be a balance in there somewhere where you put together some 8, 10, 12 play drives <laughs> just to give them a breather. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know that you slow things down. You may slow things down, but I mean, you're not. You're not trying not I, to score. Uh, right, right. That, no, I agree. You, yeah. So, I mean, at, at least if they're tired, they've got a cushion to work with. So ideally. Yeah. Unless they're also giving up points too. So it just, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't think there's any question that the best athletes, the best two athletes on the field will be wearing Navy blue as some, well, I say they're wearing, I don't think they're wearing orange anymore. I think Coleman finally nicks that after Ty Carter's injury. And then uh, somebody else got injured wearing orange uniforms. And they were like, you know what? No more of this. Um, you, you mean you're saying that Brian Coleman is superstitious? Li- he, he's, maybe he, he's just a little just stitious. Just a little stitious. Okay. okay. <laughs> he may not be superstitious, but he's a little stitious. Um, that's... Yeah, they'll they'll start a five game homestand. They will play at home for the first time this week, and they will play at home five times, and then they won't play again until maybe week twelve. Maybe week twelve. Maybe week twelve. I mean, we'll see how that goes the rest of the year. But (laughs) my guess is, after last week, it's probably going to be week twelve. Yeah, it's quite the odd schedule. I've never Spartans seen it. Have. I've never seen a team have a five-game homestand in a football <laughs> season. That's <laughs> is out there. I tell you what, that that next road trip will be really odd. Yeah, that, you know, you don't. It will get you out of a routine. You'll get into a routine over these next five weeks, and that first week back here, like, what do you mean we got we, we got to leave here at four thirty? Got to get on a bus. What? What? <laughs> And then you hope you don't run into that situation like they did in the playoffs where they were on the bus for two hours Forever. Yeah. in yeah. traffic. Mm. Uh, that's well, never the, good. the road has been good to them again. Um, two on-field victories and one due to COVID. So. Right. And, and this is a team that, again, reigning 5A state champion, two best football players on the football field most of the time when they step on it. Uh, that may change once they play Ravenwood. There's at least at least an argument could be made <laughs> otherwise. But I'm really I really feel like this summit team is they're dialed in. And I can't I can't imagine that this is a team that's that doesn't go out chasing perfection against themselves, not against their opponent. Right, right. And I I think that's kind of where they have gotten to at this point, kind of. You don't want to put them on that level of an Alabama, but at the same time, I think that's... The mentality. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not playing against the other team. We're playing against perfection, like you said. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that works Friday night. I'll be, I, I'll be interested to see how, how it comes out. And if you want to hear that game... You can do so right here on these airwaves, 1017 FM with Mike Epley and Matt Rogers. So they are back. They were last week. So good to hear Mike is well. 
and glad to hear him on the airwaves on Friday nights again, Matt Rogers. Also, Matt's got a big weekend. He does have a big weekend. Yeah, it should be interesting for him. Friday night at Summit, Sunday afternoon at Nissan Stadium, where he will be making his regular season debut as a public address announcer. Now, I wonder I wonder if he'll be working next Thursday's Waverly White House game at Nissan Stadium. Uh, that's a good question. We should ask him that. Or if Waverly's PA guy would get to do that. There you go. That would be cool. That would be cool. So, perks of being the Waverly PA guy, <laughs> I guess, well, I, I'd potentially. S- I'd say he deserves some perks right about now. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. So... All right, we are going to take a break, and on the other side of the top of the hour, we will talk to uh, ourselves about some games, and we may hear from our friends down in Franklin County as it pertains to Huntland and Franklin County. So next hour, we go through all of our local games and give you our previews for each one, and then our pick them, finally, in the last segment. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We will return high school football, all second hour, right after this. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast, brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee. 